All right, welcome back to Inside Flicks. We're going to be doing our weekly box office report. Uh, it seems like John Wick surprised everyone with a big number this opening weekend. But uh, Rich, you tell us which films made the top five this past weekend. Well, like you mentioned, the number one film in America is John Wick Chapter 4 with $73.8 million. Coming in number two is Shazam! Fury of the Gods with $9.3 million. Coming in number three is Scream 6 with $8.3 million. Coming in number four is Creed 3 with $8.1 million. And round out the top five is 65 with $3.2 million. Uh, we got to talk about John Wick. It's record mm-hmm. numbers. This is a franchise best opening. Uh, what's your thoughts about this? What does this say about this particular franchise? Very successful. I mean, it, it's just it's just a phenomenon. It, it's, 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 it's the biggest one yet. And, and I wouldn't be surprised if it survives maybe even the whole summer, mm-hmm. which would be great. Yeah, I don't, I don't know if I see that happening. But I mean... <laughs> But the movie definitely did really, really good. Mm-hmm. I mean, this franchise is just spectacular, right? How it's just been building with each installment. The last John Wick movie, uh, uh, Chapter Three, opened to uh, fifty, almost fifty-seven million, and this has uh, got what almost a seventy-four million opening. Uh, that that's huge. I mean, and this movie has already made worldwide. I think how much so far? A hundred, um, almost a hundred and fifty million worldwide. Mm-hmm. I think this is I think this is going to be the first John Wick movie to make a uh, 500 million. Yeah. 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 Wow. That'll be a uh, very good for Lionsgate. That that'll be, that that will make this a billion dollar franchise, right? If you add them all up. Oh yeah. Sure. Yeah. Other than that, I think Lionsgate the only the only franchise they're working on is uh the Hunger Games uh oh, I forgot about that. So. Yeah, I mean this is a uh, comes at a great time for Lionsgate cuz they need this hit. What what is it about this particular franchise that people are catching on? Why why is it this is getting bigger and bigger? Keanu I, they they see in every everything that he does that in every scene that he's he's putting his heart out and into it and it's and it, they they see that it's mostly him in uh, doing the stunt work uh-huh. um and it, it makes a difference it's it's sort of like the Tom, Tom Cruise uh, effect they just admire that it's doing all his all the work I think that's one element mm-hmm. I think that's definitely one element one of the maybe the most major major one. But I also think these movies are just incredibly well made. I mean, you watch so many action movies these days that just look awful. The action is crap. Mm. I mean, like uh, this movie, like the action is really well done. It's 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 spectacular. Some of the best you know action done in American cinema, and it's ex- extremely well done. Like visually, the cinematography. It's it's uh, these are beautifully made movies, and I think that really adds to it because um, these. These kind of are, you know, very cinematic action movies. Yeah. And um, I I would say, you know, th- these kind of deserve more to be seen in theaters than, you know, a uh, Fast and the Furious movie or a Marvel movie or whatever. Interesting. Yeah. But yeah, I, I think you're both for, you know, you're both for right. I think the, the, the selling point of this franchise is the action sequences and it is uh, Keanu Reeves doing those sequences. And, and they should be celebrating because this is a, this is a great. If this is their final chapter, this is, it's a great one to walk out from. Uh, and uh, Well, I mean, director uh, Chad Stalinsky has said that, that he wants this to be the final film. And I know Lionsgate has recently said that, uh, let's not put a cork in it yet, just yet. I think uh, maybe there's more room for more John Wick, especially after that opening number. I agree. And you know what? I, I think Chad and David Leach need to team up again because I think they there's still potential... And uh, and doing the whole MCU thing and crossing over um, like Atomic Blonde and Nobody mm-hmm. and John Wick, there's a bunch of characters introduced in this new John Wick film that I would love to see in in future installments and other movies. 
cross them over with you know Charlie Theron and Bob Odenkirk. Yeah. I, I, they all feel like they take place in the same world. <laughs> Are you, can this franchise be successful without John Wick? Do you think? Well, we'll see with the spinoffs. I mean, uh, uh, the uh, ballerina, yeah, ballerina, ballerina. Yeah. There, are they still doing the Continental? Yes. Yeah. So I mean, it, it really depends on those. If those work out, then then I think I think definitely. And I and kind of like I was mentioning, I think they could very easily you know bring over Charlize Theron into the franchise, mm-hmm. her Atomic Blonde character. Mm-hmm. And you know why not? And uh, nobody with uh, Bob Odenkirk could definitely come. I mean, de- uh, nobody just kind of feels like a throwback to the original John Wick films. And uh, yeah, uh, I mean, there, there's a character in um in the new John Wick movie. And like uh, throughout, like like all the characters like call him nobody throughout like most of the movies. <laughs> <laughs> so I kept thinking like, man, maybe like Bob Odenkirk could have played this character or something. Uh, we got to talk about uh, Shazam Two: Fury of the Gods. A huge drop, almost seventy percent. Insane when it opened so low. Yeah, like this is shocking. Mm. Like this is like this is a complete rejection from audiences. Yeah, and I feel bad because I love the first Shazam and I still haven't even seen the movie. <laughs> 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 but, but you tried you tried but it was sold out at the time. i did try to go see it last week and it was sold out surprisingly <laughs> it's so funny because you know there was potential people seemed to be interested in the film but i think after so many um delays in the in the release i think maybe that hurt the the, the film and i think at this point it really f- feels like a leftover do you think if the movie came out before black adam it would have maybe done better possibly yeah, <laughs> yeah. i would hope so I think if there is a fatigue, yeah, because the uh, the DCU wouldn't be, um, you know, be shut down by uh, James Gunn by then. Mm. So you think that definitely really hurt it? Yes, that too. It's it's shocking because of the, the the drop it really kind of ma- puts every comic book movie this year uh, on a kind of alert. Like, yeah, I mean, I the Flash film. Which is coming. The Flash out. seemed like a guarantee, and it's not. It doesn't. I'm not feeling that anymore. And, and it definitely, if Guardians of the Galaxy three doesn't perform as it should, I think there, you have to say something about comic book movies and but or I'll the state say, of comic book movies. Zachary Levi is annoying. <laughs> uh, he is, man. I mean, that's what it is. So if you don't, if you're not, if if you're not willing to pay for to go see Shazam. I hear you, brother. <laughs> that, and that's what it I don't. Is. Th- I don't think that's a problem. I don't think that's the problem because I, I feel like what Zachary Levi does as Shazam is no different than what I just saw Chris Pine do in um, Dungeons and Dragons. Mm. But it's fine. I mean, I didn't mind it. But we could see what what that does too. Yeah, I mean, yeah, I don't think that movie's gonna do that well either. All right, let's now do the rest of the top ten. Coming number six is Ant Man and the Wasp: Quantumania. Coming number seven is Cocaine Bear. Number eight is Jesus Revolution. Number nine is Champions, and round out the top ten, it's Avatar The Way of Water. Should we talk about The Good Person really quick? Oh, that came out, right? <laughs> that came out, and it, it opened in oh. number 12. It, it, didn't even, Whoa. it didn't even make a million dollars. Does this say something about Florence Pugh's star status? As she has like been in no. a string of kind of bad box office uh, movies. I don't think it's so. I don't think so. Uh, luckily, she has that you know MCU thing that's going to help her out a lot in the future and plus she just did that puss in boots was was um she did puss in boots right she's in that mm-hmm. you know those oh, yeah. type of projects are going to going to keep her afloat 
Yeah. Um, a good person just looked like a terrible movie. You know <laughs> well, I mean? it's down. It, was, it seemed like it was a downer of a movie, and that's that's not you know spring. But it but it also seemed like a melodramatic kind of soap opery. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. It felt like a lifetime movie. Mm-hmm. And I, I when I was watching the trailer, I was like, why did Florence Pugh even agree to this? Well, it's, uh, so, she was dating Zach Braff at the time. Oh, I forgot that Zach mm-hmm. Braff. He did that movie, right? Yeah, yeah. He's, that's his movie. Oh, okay, yeah, okay, that makes sense then. But uh, besides that, you know, um, I mean, it, it, the, movie looked, it, the movie looked awful, and I think people just rejected it. Mm-hmm. It looked like a movie, it looked like a faith-based film, and I don't even think it was a faith-based film, right? No. So no. you don't even have that audience to, to you know, to milk. <laughs> <laughs> well, here's the good news about her career, because uh, the next couple of movies she got are big movies. Oppenheimer, later this year. Mm-hmm. She's in that? Yeah. She, I don't know how big her role is it is it in that, but she's also in Dune Part 2, which is also coming out, out this mm-hmm. later this year. So those are two big profile films that she could uh, bounce back but, from this. Absolutely. And it's, it's just... Uh, it's just the wrong time for that um, for that type of film, and it's a you know it's a it's a downer of a movie, and it's and it's and it obviously seems like it's just a a streaming type movie. Yeah, I mean, and we've gotten a lot of movies like that over the past couple of years. I remember um, seeing another kind of crappy movie with I think the similar similar premise, like with that I think it was with Mila Kunis a few years ago that was on Hulu. Mm-hmm. I mean, movies like this are always getting dumped out on streaming. Right. Sure. Right. All right, now let's talk about the new releases. Uh, Rich, tell us what movies are coming out in theaters this weekend. Open up wide this weekend is Dungeons and Dragons, Honor Among Thieves, the new uh, fantasy adventure comedy inspired by the legendary tabletop role-playing game, which stars Chris Pine, Michelle Rodriguez, Justice Smith, Regé Jean Page, Sophia Lewis, and Hugh Grant. Also opening in select theaters will be His Only Son, this is the new uh, faith-based movie, which is from the same producers of the hit show The Chosen. In limited release, 1001, winner of the Grand Jury Prize at this year's Sundance Film Festival, dancer-turned-actress Tiana Taylor stars as a struggling single mother trying to establish a new life in New York City after abducting her six-year-old son from the foster care system. Also opening is Space Oddity, directed by Kira Sedgwick. This is a coming-of-age dramedy about a young space-obsessed man who has decided to leave his agricultural family to pursue his lifelong dream of going on a one-way mission to Mars. Stars Kyle Allen, Alexander Shipp, Simon Helberg, and of course, Kevin Bacon. Also in limited release is Spinning Gold, 1970-set disco drama about the life of Casablanca Records founder Neil Bogart. Starring Jeremy Jordan, Jason Isaacs, Michelle Monaghan, Jason Derulo, and Dan Fogler. And finally, in limited release, will be Smoking Causes Coughing, a serial, absurdist superhero comedy from cult French-born filmmaker Quentin Dupieux of Rubber and Deerskin fame. All right, now, uh, we got to talk about Dungeons & Dragons, Honor Among Thieves, the new high-profile fantasy film, or a uh, fantasy comedy, really, mm-hmm. that has a really strong cast. It's by the makers of Game Night. And those are the guys who also wrote uh, the Spider-Man movies, Homecoming, I believe. And and the film had a lot of uh, pre-screenings uh, throughout the U.S. And they're trying to and build some big buzz around the film. The score, the Rotten Tomato score, is very, uh, very uh, successful right now with 91 tomato meter and 94 audience score. So, and even Raymond went to go see it. So, uh, what are your quick thoughts on it, Raymond? Well, I mostly went to go see it because. Uh, 
Shazam and John Wick 4 were sold out. But, okay. but uh, I mean, I guess luckily they happened to be doing the screening of John, uh, not John Wick, of uh, Dungeons and Dragon at that same time at that moment. So yeah, I went to go see it. Uh, had no interest in seeing the movie. I know people have been raving about it. I just, I, I didn't care. I had no interest in watching the movie. And um, I mean, it was, it was, it was, it was good. It's a, it's a crowd pleaser. It's not really a movie that I love personally, but the reason why I didn't love it is because it's basically a Marvel movie and I'm kind of over the Marvel formula. I'm a bit over what Marvel's been doing, but I mean, I could tell from just seeing the way the movie played in the the theater that, I mean, people are going to really love this movie. And, um, I think if you're a fantasy fan and if you're into that kind of Disney, Disney movies and the kind of Marvel and star Wars films have been coming out lately, then I think this is for you. Cause this is kind of, um, Maybe what a lot of people wished the Willow TV show had been. <laughs> oh, interesting, yeah. Uh, so, what is your thoughts on the on the prediction of the opening weekend? I don't think it's going to do well. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, I just I, I don't think it's going to do that well. Um, I'm I'm guessing it's going to open to twenty five million. Mm, low though, because I think the studio's projections of this movie was initially were thirty to thirty five. It might go up a little bit, but I mean that's pretty low. For a movie like this, uh, Rich, what's your thoughts on uh, on on how much this movie's going to make? Yeah, I wouldn't be surprised if it reaches forty million, and and may possibly even more because John Wick made seventy three, and that's an R rated film. Mm-hmm. Uh, we'll find out how it does uh, uh, by Friday, and if it's a huge Friday opening, it'll it'll be good. And if it does even better, closer to John Wick numbers, then look out for a sequel. Well, let's say it opens to twenty five million. Would that still be considered good? I, I mean, I, for I don't think so for a debut franchise. I mean, no, I think really if, if it's twenty five, I think it'll be close to second place. I think even 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 if the movie comes in at thirty thirty five million, it'll still probably be second place. Yeah, yeah, it's possible. Yeah, I, I I'm expecting this to do a little bit better than Shazam two. Uh, so that'd be around in the forties, low forties. So, and if it does that, I think it would be pretty good. And I think it's going to, because of the good word of mouth, I think it's going to have a little bit of legs. Now, if it doesn't do that, and if it comes lower than what the, the studios are projecting, round 20, 25, like that, I think it, that, that says a lot about family films or family-friendly films, because certainly Zachary Levi was trying to push uh, his new Shazam movie saying, hey, families, you could watch this movie. And, you know, as we were saying, this this week, the audience just totally rejected that. So I think, I don't know, we're kind of in the weird period where family-friendly films are not doing that well. And people want to see rated R movies. You know, Cocaine Bear was a rated R movie. John Wick is a rated R movie. So I think people are just more ready for more adult. Well, also, people just had that big family movie with Avatar and uh, Puss in Boots. Maybe you're right. Maybe you're right. Maybe they're going to wait until the summer to to do that. You know, to go with the family with that type of stuff. And also, you know, um, I hate always bringing it up, but I guess we haven't talked about it during this episode. But I mean, Ant Man left a big stink in people. Man. <laughs> yes. <laughs> Ant Man really just you know kind of ruins superhero movies. <laughs> yeah. But I, I'm saying forty plus. Mike, you're saying thirty, and no, Ram I'm saying I'm saying 25. about forty plus. Oh, I thought you said the same as Shazam. I'd say doing a little bit better than Shazam. Well, Shazam 40. did thirty. Did it? Did th- I thought it did thirty-five? Yeah, it did thirty. It did thirty. I'm saying around forty plus. I'm and going to be saying twenty-five. Okay. 
Okay, now let's uh, talk about streaming. Uh, Rich, what can people stream this weekend? Streaming on Apple TV Plus will be Tetris, a new 1980s set biographical drama that stars Rocket Man's Taron Egerton as a businessman trying to secure the rights to one of the most popular and most addictive video games in history, Tetris. Murder Mystery 2 will be on Netflix. The new comedy sequel that stars Adam Sandler and Jennifer Aniston is a married couple who gets sucked into yet another criminal investigation while on vacation. And on Hulu, Rye Lane, a acclaimed British rom-com set over the course of a busy day in South London, which stars David Johnson from HBO's drama series Industry and Vivian Oparara. All right, so Tetris is coming out on Apple TV+. Plus. Uh, it's in, it's interesting it's about a video game, but it's also, if you look at the trailer, it feels like a espionage thriller. <laughs> yeah, I'm and actually it, I was, I was surprised that it, they're releasing it on streaming at all. I mean, I would think that they would at least give it a little bit of a, a theatrical release, but it's just one of those Apple Plus, Apple TV Plus things that, you know, they're just going to throw it on. And I believe this was produced by Matthew Vaughn, which has that kind yeah. of pedigree. Uh, Tara Edgerton, who just worked with uh, with Apple TV with his uh, TV series, Blackbird, and he was act- excellent in Blackbird, and I liked him yeah. in that part. And he, it seems like he's has a great relationship with a- Apple TV because he's getting good reviews for his performance here. The, sh- the movie itself is getting good reviews. It premiered in uh, XXXW just a couple of weeks weeks ago. And so, uh, yeah, I'll be very interested in watching this uh, on this weekend in, in, on Apple TV. And also, I'm also looking forward to Hulu's release of Rye Lane. Uh, that looks very interesting to me. Um, I really enjoyed that the trailer. And uh, I, I'm um, looking forward to that one, too. Yeah, me too. That looks good. All right, that about does it. We'll be back next week to see the results of Dungeons & Dragons. And we'll talk about the new movies coming out next week. All right, bye-bye.